0: Dan, you remember when we talked uh, not too long ago about where is the winter time? It's so warm and nice outside.
1: I I do vaguely remember that. And yeah. <laughs> where is it? Well, let me tell you, it's here. <laughs>
0: yeah. I like to refer to those uh, days as the good old days. Yes. Because, yeah, they are gone, man.
1: It is winter time outside today. Woo! And, and these these first few days where you get those, we're up here in Wisconsin, where we were in the single digits. Those first few days you hit that mark, it feels extra cold. I don't know what it is. It just, it really hits hard. I always
0: found that interesting too, because cold and absence of heat is, you know, it's a, it's a physical measurement. We're talking physics here. Water freezes at 32 degrees Fahrenheit, but I don't know for Joe. <laughs> <laughs> you know, 30 degrees in October feels a heck of a lot different than 30 degrees in February. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yep. Oh, totally wow. Agree. It is awful outside. I couldn't even breathe on the way out to my furnace. The wind, uh, you know, I go out early in the morning just to make sure it's in good shape for the day. Oh, wow.
1: Yeah. That hurt. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when i go out i have my my boots in the garage and i just go, i don't have any socks on so i just throw my feet in the boots you know and like now when it's this cold holy moly is that it's just it's just wakes you right up and it's freaking cold man yes
0: <laughs> fortunately for me i have a desk job and i just rarely go outside uh in bad weather so, <laughs> so i am in good shape for
1: the for the season well, it doesn't even get really cold down there in Ohio. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, i um talking with you when we're always comparing our notes. It's definitely colder for you um, on average. But, you know, we also live downwind from Lake Erie. So we have some serious snow events that happen. But like last year, we didn't get any snow. It was great. I was hoping to continue that trend this year, but we're not off to a good start.
1: Well, maybe you'll finally get to use that (laughs) snowblower. Yeah, that was
0: (laughs) not funny. Like um, (laughs) you, (laughs) you wash your car and it rains, you know, and then uh, where we live out here in the country, our power goes out all the time. One little windstorm, and our power's out for two days. So I turn my one hobby of um, solar power I I've constructed this off-grid solar system Ooh. I've had it I've had it up and running now for about a year and a half power hasn't gone out ever since. <laughs> <laughs> yep.
1: oh, yeah Murphy we we'll run
0: Murphy's yeah running. I run our refrigerator <laughs> off our backup solar system just because I'm bored because <laughs> power never goes out anymore <laughs> So, Dan, there was some interesting videos recently on YouTube about firewood, and I thought maybe we could have a discussion about some of these. And it revolves around, I don't know, not just what firewood is worth, how much you can sell it for, or what's it worth to you if you want to use it at your house, but, you know, what is what is firewood in and of itself? <laughs> and I know that sounds confusing, but I mean, when I look at a stick of firewood, to me, it's not just the stick of firewood, but it's also the service around it. You know, for a customer to have a stick of firewood, assuming that they didn't make it themselves, is what they just purchased just the wood? And I I don't think it is. I think that there is a lot of other things that go into the the worth of a stick, yeah, of a stick or a cord or a half a cord or or a face cord of firewood. It's not just the wood. Am I making
1: sense? I'm I'm hearing you. I agree. There's more. There's more to it than yes, just the stick of wood. Well,
0: I had there was i had a, it's i'm gonna when i say it's an incident it makes it sound like it was negative but it wasn't uh really nothing ever happened but it just got my rusty wheels churning when i was delivering wood to a customer his neighbor came over and he you know this customer to me it's out of area uh, he had some very specific requests on species he wanted it split down And I would do it because he, I have a good relationship with him. He made it worth my while. But when I was delivering it to his house, his neighbor comes over and he's all excited and he wanted to buy firewood and he asked the guy what he paid for it (laughs) and he told him and the guy stood there with like a his jaw fell open and I was wondering what was going on inside this guy's head, the neighbor. Was he thinking I'm ripping this guy off, (laughs) you know, Uh, and I wasn't. It was a mutually agreed upon number. It was worth both of our while. He knew exactly what he was getting. But to that guy, the neighbor, who comes over, I think he just saw firewood. Right. Just sticks split, of wood.
1: Split sticks of dead trees. <laughs> yep. And, and it's just so easy to get that stuff.
0: <laughs> yeah. And well, not for me, it isn't, (laughs) (laughs) I mean, sometimes for me to get a phone call returned here with all my volume and stuff, I think, you know, Jupiter has to align with Venus. It's gotta be a (laughs) clear day on a Tuesday in Brazil and I'll get to you, but this guy here, I know he was just looking at the wood and looking at me and looking at the guy, you know, like the needle drug across the record. And there is like crickets chirping and he's his brain's trying to process where in the heck am I uh coming up with this dollar amount for these sticks of wood laying here on the ground in front of him.
1: Yeah, and and that's I think it you know, it gets to the whole what people look at and perceive, even people who sell a lot of times, they just think of it as, you know, this is something that everyone is always trying to get the best deal on. So If I'm selling wood for a certain price and I see somebody else selling it for less, I think to myself, oh, I better go down to that level in order to compete instead of looking to see who's selling it at the highest price and then aspiring my operation to get to that point. Like, I think it's, does that make sense? Like the mentality is always geared towards going down to the lowest value.
0: I think so. But I think it is also related to what the people think is creating this value. And I think they just look at the wood and that's it. And that's where I always I call firewood a commodity and a commodity is a good, a product that anyone can make. And it doesn't matter who grew the produce or who drilled the oil out of the ground or who made the firewood. It, that's what it is. And that's, you know, it has a, a universal price to it, like a barrel of oil. You know, they you look at the markets and the, it, they'll tell you what a barrel of oil is worth. But for like a person like you and me, we stare at that barrel of oil, you know, or the quart of oil at the Walmart and we see the oil, but we don't see all of the refining, the production, the marketing that got it to where it is right there. And, and I think with firewood, because it, there isn't a lot, a lot of times there's not that pretty packaging. There's not, uh, you know, it's just a bulk delivery dumped onto someone's driveway. And that's where I think firewood gets a bad rap. And we think that it is just sticks of wood dumped on the ground and we leave it at that. And that's where I think a lot of times we're missing the true value of firewood. Cause we're not paying attention to, or calculating, the the worth the value of who is the delivery service
1: right and that's a big factor right there because when you've got the most famous delivery service in the world coming to you in ohio yeah (laughs) that's that's playing into it you know you don't just have some you know firewood farmer out in the middle of nowhere (laughs) <laughs> you know, I, I don't know. It, 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 it but, but, yeah. It, I mean, I think, you know, there's a lot more that goes into firewood, and when you do think about the the service provided, how, how, how do you look past the fact that you know you you can't just judge the wood? I don't know if that's making sense or not, but for the average person, if you just see a load of firewood. How do you how do you get them? How do you talk to your customers to get them to realize the service involved, or do you not?
0: And I think that the big battlefield for this whole situation is revolves around like bundled firewood. Because man, there's you'll see uh, you'll see this a lot on you know we talked about the Facebook user groups or whenever I put up a video on bundled firewood, a lot of people will say that's a ripoff. You know, you can buy an entire cord. For you know, $150, and you're charging $10 for for a a, a one cubic foot. You know, you're you're right around $1,000 a cord. What you're paying for that firewood, and that's a ripoff. But that is where I think that is where you are missing the true value of what the firewood is. And that's where I've always said smaller splits makes the firewood worth more, and certainly packaging it up, and then you know looking at the customer too. Um, I needed to buy a 50 pound bag of sand, uh, to level this, uh, this, uh, concrete slab I got out here. It was sinking in. Um, and you know, why wasn't someone saying, well, that's a rip-off buying that bag of sand. Cause you can get an entire dump truck load for just a few dollars more, but right. I don't need, I don't need a big dump truck load of sand. I just need
1: a couple shovel full. Or you could just go out and dig a hole and find it yourself. <laughs> Not where I live.
0: <laughs> I'll find clay and water when I dig.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I don't know. <clears throat> I I don't understand the whole ripoff game or why people. But but most of the people complaining that it's a ripoff are those that are also sell it, and that's where I get back to the whole: everyone is in a race to the bottom. It yeah. seems
0: well that was a conscious effort when i was you know when i'm talking about i did my study on if my business model could be profitable i wasn't wearing a lab coat and i didn't have any microscopes out you know and uh and some computer (laughs) simulations i was just thinking well what in the heck do i need to do to not lose the house here and how much wood do i need to sell and what i had figured out was i needed to avoid that race to the bottom and instead of lowering my prices to get sales i found if you raise your prices you get sales
1: oh yeah <laughs> and that and that makes the sales even better <laughs>
0: <laughs> well i there are two ways to make money in firewood volume and margin and you know, for, for some people that doing, a, being a volume producer, that's the way you do it. You got the machinery to do it. You got the labor power to do it. You got the network of customers to do it. Then go for it, man. Um, I, on the other hand, can't do that. It's just me. I didn't have the space. I don't have the network. I don't have the supply. I don't have the machines. So I went for margin. So I go after customers who are willing to pay a lot more for their firewood than other customers, you know. And yeah. it's and and you see that in um, you know what I call value-added firewood, but that also includes bundles. And you know, you got people who are wanting the cheap firewood that are offended by what people are paying for a small quantity delivered, or they're just buying a couple bundles. But I think what's missing from this, Dan, is that the people who buy the bundles and who buys the value added firewood, you know, they could be just as annoyed from the commodity group because, you know, uh, and I hear it all the time from uh, customers. You know, the guy just dumped a load of mud and mulch and wood in his driveway and left. And that's not what they want.
1: Right. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And but so back just quick to the whole. Volume versus, you know, margin, the the margins. Yes. I think the other thing that's confusing there is that a lot of times the people who are claiming everything's a ripoff is they are trying, they don't see how you can do the margin side of it with, you know, in the same process of the way you do volume. So like, for instance, you have to put in a little more time to get out your value added firewood. Correct. I agree. Yeah. So in doing that, that's where I don't think they see that, you know, the, you always hear this time is money. Time is money. You're spending too much time. Right. Know, it's costing you money. Every touch is every time you touch the firewood, it costs you money. But Ugh. doesn't that time that you put in get more value and money out on the end?
0: Yeah, totally agree. And that's where I think people that just see firewood as a commodity, they see it as a volume sale uh, to them. That is a waste of time because that could have been another load going down the road, being dumped in someone's driveway versus stacking it, you know, or splitting it down, making it smaller. Uh, So that's where I have found doing that type of extra work is profitable for me. And that's how I make my living. Uh, I, yes, I could make my life so much easier. Well, you know what? I would argue I wouldn't because I'd have to work even more. I'd have to put more labor in. (laughs) and i'd have to like move a lot more wood and that ain't for me i like small quantity um, and i'll spend an extra uh, day stacking and re-splitting just to squeeze that much more money out of my wood
1: yeah i i Mm -hmm. i hear all the time whenever i'm re-splitting firewood what a waste (laughs) what a waste of time that is and i i completely disagree because i that's the size that i need to sell like that's what people want when they're buying bundles is they want the smaller split wood. So for me, when I re split, yeah, it's just a matter of putting in a little more time to get that money out on the other side. It's not time as money wasted. It's time and money gained in my opinion.
0: Yeah. So I watched this one guy on YouTube. He mows yards and he lives in Texas where, and he stays in those housing developments where all the houses are real close together and he, he makes like $500 before lunch, just mowing grass. He has a pickup truck with a push mower and a weed whacker. And he makes $500 <laughs> before lunch. And he just tried it. And what he had done when he first got it started, he you know he didn't have the network. He didn't have the reputation. So he would mow grass for cheap. And then the next year, he would raise his prices. And the customers that he used to have, he would tell them that, you know, he's raising his price and then they would either pay it or go away. And then as he kept growing, he kept raising his prices and he would just shed all of his earlier accounts because, you know, they didn't want to pay his new rate. Right. And I kind of had that experience. And that's when I really knew I was onto something with firewood sales. When I first started doing this, I didn't know what I was doing. And I was delivering to a restaurant and I gave him a price. And then um, it sounded like a lot of money at the time. But then, you know, the, a year or two came, and uh, you know what, I had to be honest with the guy. And I told him, I says, you know, I, um, I think I'm not the right service for you. And I even had a guy in mind that I would recommend him to. Uh, because I said, I can't do this anymore at this price. And he says, well, how much, how much more? And I go, well, I, in my head, I needed to charge an extra $200 more for what I was delivering him, <laughs> you know, which was almost, you know, a 50% increase. yeah. And he, he says, okay, I'll still buy it, you know, cause I like you, I like what you do, and I don't ever have to worry about this anymore. What I learned from that was just increasing it that much <laughs> just totally changed uh, my perception of firewood and how much your price plays in, <laughs> you know how how happy you can be at the end of the day you know because you just made that much more money i had i would have had to have sold uh three cords for for the two that i would be selling them you know that's how much that pay increase was. and then you think about wow all that extra labor i've saved loading that trailer all of that extra wood over a year for how much he was using it really really made sense and that's where i you know, I just say, raise your prices. And that's how I go for my, that's how I go for my dollar.
1: I'm the same way. When I started out, I was thinking of, you know, in my mind, the only thing was delivering third cords and full cords and dump trailers and pickup trucks. And it's like, how much wood would I need to be producing to do that? And I just said, Oh my goodness, I, I am going to have to just skip out of the whole professional world and stick in As a hobbyist, (laughs) and you know, and focus on like you, the smaller quantities, the bundles, just cater to a market of people who don't want a big load dumped in their yard and they just want a little bit for one night. That's all,
0: yeah. And that's where I think firewood is not just firewood. Uh, well, I mean, it could be, you know, depending on the type of service that you're dealing with, but what is it about? that delivery you know for instance that customer whose neighbor was looking at me kind of funny you know yeah Uh, here is a delivery service that showed up when he said he would be there and I mean right on the minute I was there I showed up and I, I have a you know a nice uniform or uniform shirt I'm good in appearance I did not my truck did not leak oil on his driveway my wood was clean, there was no mud, there was no mushrooms, there was no infestation. It was dry, it was seasoned, it was all hardwood. All of these things conspire to make that firewood's value more than just what the firewood is. The service is also involved too. Same thing in restaurants, you know, uh, I did a video recently on a restaurant delivery, and it isn't just the firewood, it's the service. These guys need you. You know, when they drop the ball, they know that you have their back because you can really hurt some of these places (laughs) that just depend on firewood. And that is one of the, one of the um, foundations of your relationship with these guys is there is that level of trust. You will answer the phone when they call or you will reply to their text messages immediately. And um, if you've ever worked in a restaurant, you know what it's like uh, to be pulled in a thousand different directions and for a person to come in with firewood and say, I've taken all of this off your list of worries, uh, that, that relates into how much you can charge.
1: And it, yeah, and I think it reflects too on that gives them the impression and they, you are represented in their mind. like you. They look at you and they know that the details and the attention you're paying to the service, the tardiness, the, all that stuff translates through everything. So like, you know, they, they can be rest assured that the product you're delivering also is getting that attention. We're like, you know, for example, like power, have you ever seen like these guys that power wash driveways? Yeah. (laughs) So, you know, you can show up and you can just quick turn on your pressure washer and wash a driveway in no time. But the guys that spend the extra time and attention to detail and make sure everything is, you know, top notch, clean clean. Those are the guys that, yes, they cost you more, but you see the end result of they put in the attention They're you know, it's the service to your point. It's, it's not just wash water on a driveway. It's the service that they provided and how they did it.
0: Yeah. That's the difference between being a craftsman or a craftswoman and a hack. Yeah. You are know, you going to think... just
1: make a quick buck or are you actually in it to provide service?
0: yes totally agree and that was some of these videos that i've seen some of the comments not just on my videos but on others um you know you want to get into it to not debate but to educate because i think it's an opportunity for someone to see that firewood plays a much bigger role than just the physical product but i don't know sometimes i think it's also a waste of time (laughs) (laughs) uh i whenever i reply to some of these guys and it seems to always go downhill from there so yeah it, it escalates <laughs> quickly
1: <laughs> and and there's a lot of people who their way is the only way
0: <laughs> yeah i um i don't know i think maybe some people could accuse me of that too but i'm not i uh i'm one of these you know i'm one of these people that take pride in minding one's own business you know and i mean i show the way that i do it but i think i've been one thing i've been consistent about is that this is how i do it this isn't the best way this isn't the only way i mean i would argue that if you're a sole proprietor (laughs) i would highly recommend that you uh, uh you know give this approach a fair shot And not do firewood the way it's always done, but you know, to each their own. That may not be their goal. They just like doing it, and they just want to sell it and get it gone. But for me, this is my livelihood, and i I I need to be able to be profitable. uh, But I also need to keep growing this business too.
1: Right. And at the end of the day, like when all when all is said and done, what difference, or what does it really matter if? you are selling your firewood for more than someone else. You know, why should that other person, what, what is it really to them? You know, if if they, again, the point of, do you want to race to the bottom or do you want to aspire to the top? Like if they look at you and they say, how are you getting that much for your firewood? It's not that you're the ripoff. It's like, why don't they try to then do what you're doing?
0: Yeah. Or maybe it should be asked, why is this customer willing to spend that much for that little?
1: <laughs> oh, there is a good twist. Yeah. You know? Why is it the customer yeah. paying that much?
0: Yeah. Why is it? Well, and I think that also implies, or, you know, that means you got to start taking into consideration the totality of the transaction. You know, again, it is not just the wood. Right. Right uh if i <laughs> these restaurants that i deliver to i'm telling you right now if i were to ever get a stick of pine mixed into this load <laughs> they would kick me to the curb cuz you know i mean i was just delivering to this one barbecue pit he had probably a thousand dollars worth of worth of meat in his in that smoker when i was there and you know some of these guys you know they kind of have an idea of what the species is but you know you know how it is sometimes a log could be deceptive. You don't know. It looked like it yeah. was cherry and it threw it in, it was pine. It they would kill me <laughs> because you know they gotta throw <laughs> all this, they're gonna throw all this meat away. Uh, and I, I just that's I just don't have pine. You know, I've taken all kinds of steps to um, avoid anything even close to that. Uh, I had I put up a short the other day of my processor running a cherry log through it, and all of these people were commenting. Wow. Does great on pine. How would it do on hardwood? (laughs) And I say, this isn't pine, man. I I have never, I've never run a pine log through my processor. Never. I can't even, I've never had a pine log come in on one of my log trucks. Never. So, you know, and that is one of the things for my firewood that you're going to pay for I don't make mistakes like that. When, like in Ohio, your the law requires if it is a species specific delivery, it has to be 90% that species, you know? And um, I mean, you can, I think it's reasonable to think, you know, an occasional stick of something will get thrown in there, but not with me. When it's 100%, it's 100%. And I got multiple times to find that, you know, I got a stick of maple in the in the in the cherry load Um, when we're making it when we're stacking it when we're loading it when we're unloading it and when we're stacking it at the customer's place uh, you eventually can tell if if it's the wrong species we don't make mistakes but that's why you pay for my
1: service i get i get heat for pine as well because they can't believe i'm putting pine in and selling my bundles for the same price as maple ash you know oak or whatever but for me, when I buck up a log of pine, when I put it through the splitter, it all requires the same amount of work. It all takes the same amount of effort at all. You know, everything is the same. It doesn't the pine doesn't split itself. It still needs to work. <laughs> yeah,
0: that was one thing I learned right away too about pine. Uh, when I'm looking to increase my price per stick of firewood, it takes the exact same amount of labor to make pine. And you're left with less than had it been a a hardwood (laughs) (laughs) you know but um i just don't ever get pine but that was when i had first started there would be an occasional log come through but that's where i thought ah what the heck with this i'm not going to do it because i remember too one guy says hey i got a load of pine would you want it and i was smart enough at that time to say no (laughs) Not that I mean, there's a lot of houses in this country that get heated with pine. All right. I think it's a fine firewood. I mean, it doesn't have the same BTU, but it burns great. Burns just like the other stuff. Got to get it nice and seasoned. But for a producer, (laughs) it's the same amount of labor.
1: Yep. It takes the same amount no matter what.
0: Totally agree. Well, Dan, I just thought, I don't know. I see these YouTube videos. And I keep saying I don't watch a lot of firewood videos and I don't, but I still see themes that run through them. And I just, there was one thing I picked up for my professional career was I was a multi-unit manager. So I would go around all these different stores and there would always be some stores that are like the Taj Mahal. And then there was other stores where they were just train wrecks. You know, it looked like Godzilla <laughs> and Gamala threw it down in that store right before I got there. Even though it was the same company, they had the same process, the same controls. Um, And it was always, to me, about the dominant discourse in that store. If the manager allowed people to start the bellyaching and complaining, those were the stores that always looked like train wrecks. But the other stores that had a sales culture, teamwork, mutual support, you could see the difference, you know, Yep. and I see that too with firewood. Maybe it's that I want to not allow the people that just pound into others, that they're a ripoff, you know, or you're doing it wrong. You're touching the wood too much. I don't want that to be the dominant discourse. It doesn't mean I disagree with them. Um, I mean, I do disagree with them if they're a sole proprietor, but I just want to push back and just Reaffirm that there are different markets within the firewood industry.
1: Yep. Yep. And the one thing we might have to talk about this again at some point, but that dirty word, the dirtiest word in firewood. What's that? Profit. (laughs) yeah gosh (laughs) that's always the driving theme it seems like when i watch i watch a few videos as well and it's always like everyone's always trying to show how much you know money they make or how much they charge for this and and justify that and it's but again it's always seems to be this race to the bottom i don't know i don't know yeah
0: that's interesting i read a lot into these comments and i kind (laughs) of I, when I get those kind of comments, um, I, why am I struggling to say this? I take pride in being a capitalist, okay? <laughs> i I am. I will scream it from the mountaintops, but then it's it's these guys too that denounce you for making profit. yeah, where I don't know I think, okay, there's a difference between making profit and gouging people you know taking advantage of the elderly or raising if you have a gas station you raise your prices to ten dollars a gallon when there's an earthquake yeah right that's we're not yeah or even in firewood you could gouge people if there's a power outage or something and all of a sudden you're you have a 300 percent increase in your in your firewood i'm not talking about gouging we can all agree that that is ripping people off Uh, But, you know, there's also different ways to rip people off in firewood. You know, you don't sell them what you say you're going to sell them. You bring them pine instead of hardwood. You bring them greenwood instead of season. You bring them an eighth of a cord instead of a sixth of a cord. You bring them less than a half of a cord for what they paid for. You know, those are all the ways that you rip people off. But for the price, especially when it is an agreed upon amount, the customer knows what they're getting and they get what they've paid for. Uh, Like, you know, bundles. People say, well, that's a ripoff to charge that much. Well, you know what? There are (laughs) bundles are a billion dollar industry. So who's getting, (laughs) you know, if there's that many people out there. (laughs) Yeah. If there's that many people out there that want to buy it. Okay. That just means that you wouldn't pay that much for it. But that doesn't mean that someone else doesn't. You're probably not a accurate cross section of the country, you know? Right. Yep. So that is. I guess that is the essence of our discussion today Dan.
1: Yes. Yeah. But evil profit. Yes. And like I said we <laughs> may have to <laughs> we may have to revisit this one again because there's there's you know there's the other side of it from not just the firewood side but like the YouTube and the hobbyist side of things. How you know how how sad I am. I'm such a sad person for trying to make money in other ways off of what I do. (laughs) We'll just leave that teaser right there. (laughs) You have gotten, you've
0: gotten ticked off lately.
1: Yeah. I don't know (laughs) what it is.
0: Yeah. There (laughs) are times where I get annoyed, but I don't know. You seem to, I don't know. Some people have gotten under your skin lately, Dan. Maybe I you need to come to the come to my wood yard and stack some wood. That's good therapy for you.
1: Well, I think it's it's kind of like back in the wrestling days. You know, I would go for a while and kind of like I'd kind of get pushed as a baby face, and at some point the heel. You know, I need to do a heel turn. The heel inside me is sometimes just <laughs> needs to come out. <laughs>
0: you're using some wrestling terms there dan so yes i think i think everyone can figure out what a heel is and what a babyface face is
1: the, the bad guy yeah the bad guy has got to come out sometimes and, <laughs> but but the thing is you know like sometimes the bad guy has got to come out in order to uh just to uh, you know to address certain things and then make some people realize that maybe i am not the bad guy i yeah. don't know i don't
0: know I always tell my kids, be nice to everyone. I say, even be nice to the people who aren't nice to you. You have no idea what's going on in people's lives. Right. But then again, I wasn't thinking of the internet troll. <laughs> <laughs> and
1: and the, and the fact that that internet troll is a growing man. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, I just don't understand it sometimes. Like, my goodness. Anyway, yeah. we better wrap this up before I completely go off the rails.
0: Yeah, I don't want to bring down the uh bring down the podcast here in one episode,
1: Dan. I don't have the beep button. I only have the little hobbyist music queued up so I can't myself <laughs> out and I start going around going off you.
0: Yeah. All right. Well, Dan, how about let's get this music struck up before um before you say something you regret. Yes, good idea. All right. <laughs> So Dan and I want to thank everyone for tuning in and listening to the Woodhounds podcast. We are the world's largest firewood podcast. Yes. Thank
1: you. The number one firewood podcast on all major and even some minor podcasting platforms. Anyone. Every
0: every platform. We're all over. And we also have our own website, Dan.
1: That's right. Thewoodhounds.com. And you can email us. Woodhounds at gmail.com if you'd like
0: all right all right well Dan how about let's tell everyone to be safe <laughs>
1: don't be <laughs> a ripoff <laughs> yeah
0: I figured don't be hokey <laughs> and
1: have a great day